everyone. Welcome back. It is episode 272 of This Is Whole Life. Because it is. Because this really is our whole life. And that's what we talk about. And and I want to say a quick shout out to Robert Vargas. You know, you just never know who's going to come up and talk to you during the week. Uh, or I shouldn't say during the week. At church during the during the service this past week. That was easy for me to say. But anyway... Uh, Robert has been doing some commuting, apparently, and he was like, man, I have really, really enjoyed the podcast. And thank you all for being so kind, because the other part is always like, well, you know, I enjoyed it when Andy was here, too, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's okay. You you could have enjoyed it then, and you can still enjoy it now that Ken's here, because... We yeah. give you both Andy and I give you permission to enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to an old version, you know, uh, later on and go, well, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, you can like that too. It's, yeah. it's cool. We're, we're we're cool with that. You can like ice cream. You can like chocolate or oh. vanilla or you know, yeah. uh, you know, our favorite pralines and cream. cream. Yeah. Ooh, pralines and cream, man. It's okay to like multiple flavors. It's all good. It's all good. We're, this this is a judgment free zone as far as I'm concerned. But I wanted to start off this week with a huge thank you to Ken and the staff for these last two weeks, which I wouldn't have guessed if you'd have told me. Now, again, we decided last week that Ken did not oversell. Maybe you even undersold, if that's possible, how cool these last two weeks and how enriching and just what a blessing they've been. But if you had told me, ah, we're going to have World Vision here and we're going to do, you know, blah, 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 I don't think I'd have been nearly as excited and so I think just the way the whole thing came together, uh, we'll, well, I guess we'll throw God in that one too, right? Putting this we all should. together behind the scenes. I think we should. We should. And I just really would have never guessed the impact that it's had on just like the church in general. Like everyone, it was a crazy scene in the lobby with people, you know, getting their envelopes and the smiles and the excitement. You were, you were in the lobby a little bit more than I was. What was yeah. that like? It was great. Uh, first service we were – and second service, we, we kind of held on the cameras. We did uh, Stanley's outro to the the web congregation yeah. just to show them, like, if you missed this, oh, man, you, you just missed something so yeah. great. And that there was uh, people quickly opening it and, like, seeing it and being so excited and then turning it around and just, like, just pride and uh, smiles and joy. And some very good friends of ours, Danny and Elizabeth Perez, they've got four boys in their in their family. And of course, when they opened their card, it was a boy. A, a boy. Yeah. And then when we opened our card, it was you know, I got I'm I'm a girl dad, so there's four of the four of us, just all you know, three girls, one me. And who did we see? A little five-year-old girl named Maria Christina. <laughs> so we got a girl, they got a boy, and it just it was it but it all felt like family. Like we were all doing yeah, this you were together. Too, yeah. right? I mean it was, it was kind of cool that that's who they, you know, that child chose you. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think that's that's pretty cool. I you know, Kyle and Eric opened theirs. They each, uh, they both are supporting one of those children. So oh, cool. that was pretty cool. Uh, they both actually got uh, girls, both Did of they? them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then uh, Rochelle and I, we actually got a boy. Wow. His name is Gasper. 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 He's awesome. And it, I'm like five years old, you know, and you just, at that age, you just want to eat them up, right? They're mm-hmm. just so, just so cute. And she said the reason that, that she chose us was Emily had, a blue balloon. And once she gets her hand on a balloon, the only way she's not going to have it in her hand is if it blows out the window or it just yeah. deflates. That's like her pet for forever and ever. So she had a, this uh, 
kind of baby blue colored balloon and Ellie happened to have dyed part of her hair blue. Nice. And she thought that was just like the mix of those two things yeah. were really cool. So that's why she chose us. So I take it that you've been on the website and you've actually seen the, the letter and everything like oh, that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're starting to – now, Heather has the app. I haven't personally been on the app, oh, but man. I saw it you just for to. a second. It's very, very cool. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, just get on the app and that's – I mean, on the app or the website. And, um, man, for those of you who adopted, make sure you – make sure, 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 sure – you go online, I think it's myworldvision.org um, yeah. is the website. And then if you want to get the app, you just go to whatever, you know, Google Play or App Store, whatever whatever you use and download uh, World Vision's app and you, you get right on there. You can see the cool thing, like I thought was super cool, is they actually had a video of Gasper and his mother yeah. talking to us. They I did mean, too. We, so ours is too, yep. I've got to find somebody who speaks Spanish, Spanish to help me out <laughs> with that, but it was... Uh, Really neat. And uh, did your did your child draw a picture for you? Yes, uh, we did a hand. She did a handprint for us, and then I think there was one other one that. Uh, but yeah, the the app was loaded with stuff. Yeah. So I I need to do it because I don't yeah. want my wife to have all the fun. No, can't no. let that happen. Can't let that happen. So I just felt like overall on the big reveal Saturday. We're all there, and it just really felt like a whole congregation, just even more family because we're all in this together. Right. We're all fostering, yeah. if you will, and being chosen through this process, which was really cool. I mean, Bernie talked about it last week, and I was excited enough when I figured that part out. But then to actually go through it, yeah. that was really, really impactful and yeah. very cool. And, uh, man, if you're listening and you don't go to Whole Life Church— Sorry. Right. Sorry. That's okay, but you can. But it's, you, <laughs> it's very easy. No matter where you're listening to this from, That's right. you can attend. You can. You can be like Joe in uh, England. In the UK, yeah. In the UK. <laughs> just, yep. just come on, just view us live off of our website or, you know. That's it. Facebook. There's lots of ways yeah. to find us. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're already part of church, I'd contact World Vision and I'd be like, hey, I want one of those chosen parties. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you belong to uh, another church, I, I know that they would. Um, World Vision would love to talk to you about it. It's it's just a great program. I, we keep talking about it, but it really, it did leave that much of an yeah. impression on me personally. Absolutely. So, you know, the one thing that I, I I really liked about this week was Ken. Ken the one went, thing you liked. Hang on a minute. Well, no, that I really just. <laughs> yeah, well, it caught my attention. Okay, the thing that caught your attention. Caught your attention because okay. Ken just really he really led off hard this week. <laughs> Oh, did I? <laughs> he did. I just... And it was almost, he almost brought out the velvet ha- sledgehammer on Jesus. Wow. Yeah, right out of the gate. He he said, uh, could we all just agree that Jesus said some messed up stuff? <laughs> and immediately. I got your attention, didn't I? You got You her. can't say that. <laughs> you can't say you that can't in church. You can't say that. And immediately, it was just like, you could have heard a pin drop. Because people are like, wait a minute, what? Is he going to get fired? Did he just? <laughs> will, they, will they walk out and just pull him right off the stage? This guy's not even going to make 37 weeks, let alone nah. 37 years. Yeah, well. But he went on to say, this isn't me taking a dig at Jesus at all. That's me pointing out to you the genius of who Jesus Christ was. He said things that made people stop and think. And this was setting us up for this discussion of who is my family in the kingdom. Right. And you you contrasted that with who is my neighbor, which we've already gone over in the Good yeah. Samaritan a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago. You can go back and check that out. And it was whoever does the will of God and bringing it back to we got to love each other, keep my commandments. And what's the command is to love each other. And how does that – whoever does the will of God, that seems very um, very open 
to interpretation or it could it could apply maybe to a wide range. I mean, the will of God is pretty big, right? I mean, whoever does the will of God. So this is individual individually or we I would actually say it's pretty narrow. You okay. I think doing the will of God is pretty narrow. All right. Yeah. Tell me more about that. You want you want to hear more about it? Oh, I do. you didn't, didn't want me just to disagree with you and move on, huh? Well, I mean, you can. But, oh no, you know. I'll, I'll be happy to elaborate okay. on that. <laughs> Jesus said that the uh, you know that the the path was actually narrow, right? Yeah. He says it's narrow and wide is the path to destruction. I believe is what Jesus said. Mm. Now, I'm just quoting Jesus here, so yeah. you can disagree with him if you want. I'm not saying this is not my opinion. <laughs> this is what Jesus said. So I think doing God's will is actually a little bit more narrow than we make it, and yet. The narrow part of it is is that it's it's pretty simplistic. It's sitting at Jesus' feet and doing what He tells you to do, following Him. You know right. that was His first uh, request to all of us. He says, "Come, follow me," and 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 it, that's pretty narrow if you think about it. Right. It, it's yeah. it, now Jesus takes us on a lot of different journeys. Every person has their own, right. and so that part's not narrow. But what is narrow is what we have to do, which is follow, follow Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's and true. the way that you follow Jesus, Jesus, Jesus says this. You know, we we brought this out a couple of weeks ago with Peter and John, but Jesus, Jesus says to Peter when he's questioning what's going to happen to John, he says that's not your issue. Let that go. Oh, right. As yeah, for yeah. you, you come follow me. <laughs> and so the, the point of this is, is that uh, sometimes we get really obsessed with everybody doing things the way that we're doing it. Hmm. Well, this is how I this is how I worship God. This is how what I'm doing. I'm this is my ministry, and everybody ought to be doing this ministry. I, I see people get really hooked into. Let's we'll just use World Vision as an example. There's like, oh, World Vision is the best. Everybody should be doing this. Everybody should adopt a child. If you don't do it, you're not doing God's will. That's not true. That's not true. That's what it's about. What God has called you to do. Uh, do I think World Vision is a great organization? I do. Do oh, I? Yeah. Would I like to see people support it? Sure. Is that what God's calling everybody to do? Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. There's. Uh, I am so thankful that there are you know that there are people that are passionate about um, about the homeless in Orlando. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that there are people that are passionate about uh, about any number of literacy uh, for for kids. You know. So the the point is, where is Jesus leading you? And that's the narrow part that I think is narrow. The way that. That God calls you can be pretty broad, and but I I think that the that we sometimes miss out that Jesus really is giving a very specific call to follow Him, not for Him to follow us where we're going, <laughs> but for us to follow Him where He's taking us. And I think that's uh, I think that's really important that people really spend a little bit of time thinking about that because I I find in my own life that my my tendency is to say Jesus this is where I'm going please bless it yeah as opposed to Jesus where are you wanting me to go let me follow you there yeah well I think that gives also a lot of freedom for us individually but still as a family to realize that shift in focus to say what Ken is doing is what Ken's called to do so let's at least, you know, let's uh, let's be behind Ken, yeah. right? Let's not tear him down. Let's not talk yeah. about things that maybe he could do better or we think he could do better yeah. or maybe where he should be focused. And instead, if we're all focused on what God wants us to do and we're following, then as a group, how much more effective are we and how much more appealing are we 
to people that might want to be that person to join the to come aboard and go. Man, I don't really like what's happening here. Everyone's kind of got their their thing going, and we've got all these different pieces and parts. And maybe God's calling me to be a part of this. And then if if so, man, I'm just accepted to do my part in that. That. I don't know. That seems pretty. That seems like a pretty cool invitation to me. It's pretty doable, isn't it? It seems very doable. Very doable, and and that's the. I think where we see so many people get so discouraged with Christianity, with uh, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, whatever the case may be. Sure, is they look at other people and where they're at in their journey with Jesus, and they think, I can't do that. That's not. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that, or I'm I'm feeling overwhelmed. You know, um, how you know what you know. Let's just say that you're, um, you know. Let's say you're smoking a couple packs of cigarettes a day and you feel like, yeah, I know I need to quit that. And I look over at somebody else who just quit cold turkey and walks away from it and you're just – you can't do it. You're struggling with it and you're tempted to think, well, Jesus must not love me or Jesus must not care about me or maybe I'm not doing something right. Um, I just know people who have struggled with habits that they knew they wanted to get out of their life. There are things that they knew Mm -hmm. that God wasn't calling to do. But all Jesus asks you to do every day is get up and follow him. To the best of your ability that day, and if you fail, get up, follow him. <laughs> you know, do yeah. your best to follow him the next day. And, and sometimes we like to think that there's some sort of that that God suddenly heals us of every bad habit that we have magically when we ask him to do it. And I just know that's not the case been the case in my life. No. There's been habits I have struggled with for years and years. Sure. And I knew I was turning those over to God every day. Dear yeah. Lord, please take this away. I don't want to do that. I, just, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want right. to be behaving this way. And for whatever reason, God didn't take it away right away. But what he did ask me to do is get up and keep following and keep him going. every day. Keep trying. Just keep giving it to God and letting him be in charge of it, and knowing that the words of the, the Scripture are true, that his grace is sufficient for me yeah. in whatever it is. And so, um, and I think that sometimes we, we get really, uh, we get hard on ourselves, and sometimes we get really hard on other people who aren't living up to what standard we think that they ought to be living up to. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea the struggle that they're going through. We don't know whether they're actually asking God to help them with it or not. We just assume that because they don't get over whatever it is that we think they ought to be getting over, if they don't get over it right away, that somehow God isn't working in their life or they're not interested in God working in their life. And that's a false, that's a false belief. And I think it's helpful if we can portray or we can communicate that to people because I think, you know, people will sometimes look like you said, well, how come they have that habit and mm-hmm. it's gone and they were able to get over it. So maybe somehow they're holier than me yeah. or God loves them more or, you know, whatever the case may be. When in actuality, I think it's good for us, too, because it's very easy to say, no, 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 that's that's totally that's totally not it. It, it wasn't. I mean. You don't know how long I've struggled yep. with this. This was all God. Understand yep. that for whatever reason, this was the time, yep. this was the path that I that that God led me on and it worked out. Yep. I just think it keeps us from feeling a little bit too self righteous. So I think I think it works good on both sides and it, it becomes even more attractive the more you think about it. All right. The Dodge Aries story <laughs> resonated with me only because well, not only because, but really in part because I have a Chevrolet Celebrity Eurosport mm. cross-country road trip pulling a pop-up camper with five people in the car. Oh, yeah. All the way to Alberta – or not Alberta. Where do we go? Where were the the Winter Olympics, 1988? British in, Columbia? No, they were uh, – shoot. Why can't I think of the name now? I didn't write it down because I'm like – Oh, no, I know what you're talking um, about. And of course – I can't think of it either. 
<laughs> we somewhere went, in Canada. Somewhere it's in a Canada. small country. It's, yeah, you, it's, you can't find. It's, it's not that big. I don't know why I can't think about it. No, but we went. Uh, we went. Well, my grandparents, my brother, and his girlfriend were in the car, and uh, we drove and we stayed at you know the Glacier National Park, and then you go into Canada. So they had everything set up for the Winter Olympics. We saw the the chuck wagon races. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. On the way home, kind of like in your story, we'd had some issues with the car. But on the way home, it really wasn't a car problem. It was really <clears throat> a young driver problem. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, uh, my brother is driving and my parents and his girlfriend, they're in the back seat, the three of them. And all of a sudden, we're just <laughs> done. And I'm like, we're in South Dakota somewhere. And we ran out of gas. And so when my mom wakes up, she's like, are you kidding me? So my brother and I walk. We were like, oh, there was a gas station maybe two miles back or a, uh, at least an exit. And there was a light. But you never know if those gas stations are on or open. Anyway. We two walk. miles and five feet of snow? or No, was it was that, summertime. No? It oh, was summertime. Okay. And so we. Uh, <laughs> so the Winter Olympics were in the summer? Well, it was prior to the winter. It was a oh, summer. Gotcha. It was a summer trip. Oh, so, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So they were just. It was set up. It was a summer vacation, and but they. I mean, I guess you could pull that off in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This summer, the Winter Olympics in the summer. <laughs> probably <laughs> you know? this. There's probably someplace Canada I, where winter cannot, goes to spend its summer. <laughs> for the life of me, I cannot. I can see it too. I can see the. Some, I hope we have some Canadian listeners know, out there. If you're gonna, listening, please do write in. Yeah, don't hate Set us. Set me straight. Yeah, because I I can't for the life of me I can't think of the the city that the Olympics were hosted in. Anyway. So we get there and it is the it's it's like the worst gas station you've ever been in times ten. Yeah. The guy behind the counter is smoking a Marlboro going, You got gas? I'm like, okay. And like, don't have a can. Oh, and no. he's like, my brother's like, Well, he's like, Well, well I, I can you know, I'm gonna pay for the I don't have my wallet. Oh no. So, you know, Randy wasn't old enough to drive and he was, so that means we're three years apart. So he was sixteen, maybe seventeen, I was thirteen, maybe fourteen. And this, like, when we open the door, it's like it's like going into a bar when you can watch the smoke like come out of the door as you open it. There was it was like literally that hazy in there. Wow! And so I was collateral for a three or four gallon <laughs> can of fuel and gas for you know however long it took him to walk back to the car, put the put the gas in the car, turn around, go up to the next you know turn around and come back and actually fill the car up. So I was held hostage at the. Or I mean, collateral ransom, something like that. So yeah, there you go. Well, I was like, you I had felt, to collect somehow, and I felt I felt your pain though. I felt yeah. the pain of the whole of the whole I situation. Bet you did. That's a good story. And you guys were you guys were saved. I was just left for ransom or for collateral. I was well, like, what? That guy had a little faith. I mean, no, he came back. Yeah, I mean, they didn't leave me there, right? So there I guess go. I guess in the end, it, it all worked out. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, th- this whole past week, the past two weeks have been filled with so many feel good moments. And so many just fun things that it makes us feel good, but it makes us feel good for the right reasons. It's just listening to God tell you, man, this is this is so cool. And this, you know, and then this little person chooses you and you're just like, this is so fun. What what do we take away from this past this? I mean, we're going to right? we all gave them the, our credit card information. The money's going to come out or your bank account or what, however, you, however you set it up. This is going to happen. It's going to be ongoing. There's going to be times you're like, man, sure could use that thirty nine bucks this month for some for some people and for others maybe not. But out of this family and this chosen 
And it really felt like we took, like I said, really felt like we took a step towards even becoming a closer family through this process. What's the like one thing you hope people just take and hold on to through this and that every time they see that, I think you mentioned in your sermon either this week or last week that, you know, yeah, every time I saw that $39 go out, it was a reminder. But is there a way that we can kind of stay in this family feeling or what should we really hold on to as we move out of this? I think we should just really hang on to the idea that we can make an impact no matter who we are, um, that it's that participation part of our values that mm. no matter who you are, no matter whether you're blessed with a lot of money or a little bit of money or you're blessed with you know whatever it is, you have value and you can make a difference um, in the family of God. You have a part to play, um, whether you're the oldest or the youngest, whether you're the most talented or the least talented or whatever it is, you have something that you can do. And, uh, you know, there, there are lots of people in our church who, who weren't able or didn't feel like they were called to sponsor a child. And that was absolutely fine. Oh yeah. And the point is that I know that what we want at whole life is for every person to be involved as they follow Jesus. Jesus isn't, Jesus didn't say comes sit down. He said, come follow me. Yeah. And there there is a time to sit down, though, as I mentioned in the, no, that was, in the, that was in the sermon. There's a time to sit down at Jesus' feet and learn. Right. Um, but a lot of it is also getting up and going and taking what you've learned and doing something with it. So if I were to say anything, I'm not a big one on hanging on to feelings, because I, I tend to think I love the, the really feel-good Sabbaths where you have that really—but I've also come to know that there's these mountains and valleys in our spiritual walk. And each one, what no matter where you're at in that journey, whether you're in a valley or whether you're on top of a mountain having an amazing experience, no matter where you're at, that's that's where Jesus has asked you to follow and to take in that that part of the journey for what it is. You know, there's yeah. just been times in my journey where I've been down in the valley, and there's just been some important things for me to learn. They weren't really pleasant things, <laughs> but there were things that I was needing to learn. Yeah, and so. My thing is uh, enjoy, you know, look back on this, uh, you know, if you if you sponsor a child, uh, look back on that and be happy. And as you see it coming out of your bank account every month, be reminded of how blessed you are to be here and what a blessing it is to be a blessing, to be yeah. able to be a blessing to somebody. And the other thing I say is please, please be communicating with this child that that's chosen you. I mean, it's going to be so meaningful to them to receive letters from you and to see a picture of you every so often and you know make a make it a priority to be sending them a piece of mail once a once a month or so, you know, whether yeah. that's email or something, you know, regular snail mail, but send them something that that lets you start interacting with them and you know, I know that I think for my daughter, that's going to be hard. I think her her child is, I think, three three or four years old. So, you know, there's probably not going to be yeah. a whole lot of super meaningful not to start communication anyway. <laughs> at the very beginning. But I think about how amazing it will be in 10 or 12 years if, if Kyla sticks with it. I know she will. But if she sticks with it, just the, the communication, the relationship that she potentially will have with that child, the impact yeah. that she'll have had on that child's life, I think that's just incredible for her. And for Eric as well. I think Eric's is a little bit older, Eric's child. But um, just an incredible thing for them to have that long-term relationship, to see the difference that they can make in a person's life. And these kids, you know, with the help that World Vision is giving, these kids have the power to transform their communities, to really, really bring transformation that that brings people out of systemic poverty and teaches them how to... to, um, you know, really have a higher quality of life. 
And those are lifelong impacts. These kids are oh, young. So yeah. by the time they get there and they see that, I think that's a – I think it's actually beyond their lifetime right. potentially. Oh, you know? sure. I mean, it's that's true. one of those things that can just really change generations around. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't have any questions from the Q&A. We answered them all. But I, I didn't want to leave this one out there because, you know, the Browns are, are consistently uh, giving us feedback. They're asking questions. And Zoe asked the very last question last week was, how do we know we are part of God's family? And Ken's response was, because Jesus chose you. And he said so when he spread his arms on the cross and he said, I accept everybody and you are chosen. And I was like, man, that's uh, we know that. But at the same time, in the context of all that was happening, that really felt like a special moment. And it really was something that it's good for us to remember, because especially in those valleys, uh, it's always good for us to remember. And we did have uh, someone send us an email. Actually, they sent me a text and then they followed up with an email. And I hope I put her name in here. If not, I will go. It's Serena. And so I will have to go back and look at her last name. But this was in response to kind of the Ask Ken series. Yeah. And so she said, we are in the last days. Not only did we have COVID restrict us for an entire year and change our lives, but now we have the Delta variant and other variants is coming back with a vengeance. And we also have some kind of pneumonia virus that is killing people currently. And as you said, all the hospitals are experiencing shortage of beds for regular illnesses as well as COVID. And I'm sure this is not the end of it. China and others who don't like the United States or God continue will continue to unleash deadly viruses on us. This is what the Bible talked about with the last days. There will be endless plagues that will be unleashed. When is the Seventh-day Adventist Church, including ours, going to preach on these end times and start preparing people for what is here now? I've been in the church since I was five years old, and I'm now 54. These feel-good sermons are great, but we need to teach the people to be prepared for what is happening right now and to be prepared to handle what is here and what is coming and to show them that the end of times is happening by talking about it and comparing it to what is going on in our world right now. If we're going to do a series on sermon, a series of sermons, I believe this is vital and that we do this as a priority. I'm not saying that helping children in world vision is not important, but I'm saying that you need to do God's will and prepare the people. Just because we're Seventh-day Adventists doesn't mean we're all prepared. And what about new people that come to church? Are they prepared mentally and are they ready? That's a lot to digest. But end times, what about it? I think that's a great question because obviously last day events are important to Seventh-day Adventists. It comes down from our history. It's part of our belief systems. Daniel and Revelation is something that that we've spent a lot of time studying throughout the years and that the Seventh-day Adventist Church has a lot of really great things to say about. And so what I want to to make clear is that at Whole Life, we're whole life. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, yeah, and I'm yeah. about uh, nine weeks in. So if you give me a little bit of time, we'll definitely get around to those those type of things. But I also want to be very clear about this. The best way to be prepared for Jesus' return is not to know every detail of what we think will happen. That's what happened to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees. Mm. They thought that they knew how Jesus was going to show up the first time. And because of that, because they got into such a mindset, they were actually not prepared and they rejected him. So from my standpoint, the best way, the best way to be prepared for for Jesus' second coming is not necessarily to to have every detail of things figured out and, and have that, but rather it's to know Jesus. If you know Jesus— 
then you'll be ready when he comes back. If you are following him, like we talked a little bit earlier in this podcast, if you have gotten yourself into the regular habit of following wherever he leads, then no matter what happens, you're going to be ready. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a marriage, right? We like talking. I love talking about marriage and using that as the metaphor for for our relationship with Jesus. But, you know, Rochelle and I had no idea what was coming our way <laughs> when we uh, first started dating. And then even yeah, when course. we first got married, we had no idea what some of the hardships were. We've been told about some of the things that could come our way. We've been given some ideas. But you know what's got us through the years? It wasn't even that wise advice. What's gotten us through the years is our love for each other and for in the commitment to each other. And I believe the same is true when it comes to the last day events. The thing that matters the most, the thing that matters the absolute most, is to know Jesus, to truly know him, and to truly be committed to following him wherever he leads. And if that's the case, no matter what the future brings, you'll be ready. And so that's where I'm going to spend most of my time. Uh, There's going to be occasions where I will definitely get into some of those uh, great beliefs that the Seventh-day Adventist Church has on Daniel and Revelation. We'll spend some time there, but the majority of my time is going to be focused on what I believe Jesus said was the more important matters of the law, which is love and, and regard for other human beings. Yeah. That's I love that. That's a great way to look at it instead of, you know, finding all those other things when we already know if we're just if Jesus is the one walking next to us, we're going to be prepared for everything. You know, the other part of it is this. I grew up in a church that talked a lot about last day events. Mm, there was a lot yeah. of um and and every time there was any kind of sneeze in in the politics of the world or anything like that, this is it. This is the big one. This is this is where it comes. And what it does, in my opinion, is it it, it builds up in people a, a boy that called wolf mm-hmm. syndrome, where yeah. um, people kind of get to the point where they they quit paying attention because they've, they've been told this is the big one so many times. They're like, well, it doesn't. Whatever. Yeah. My focus is on living ready every day, not just when something big happens. It's yeah. being prepared for Jesus at all times, and that means knowing him at all times. Mm. And so that's, I think, what what we're going to definitely be spending our time on is knowing who Jesus is, to knowing him in a deep way and encouraging people to follow Jesus with their whole heart wherever he leads. Remember what I said earlier. It's not about Jesus following me. Yeah. It's about me following <laughs> Jesus wherever he leads. And, that's, and I think that'll be the crucial— bit when it comes to last day events as they go down. It's it's knowing Jesus and, and recognizing his voice when he speaks to you. Excellent. That's man, that's as good as advice as I've heard. When you when you think about this subject, there's so many ways that we have seen people that can go one way or the other. And myself growing up in that same church as you, that's comforting to know that, man, if I just make Jesus all about Jesus and where he's leading me, He'll be there to go through it with me, and I'll be, I will be prepared because that's my best tool. Sometimes I feel like when we talk about last day events, people get really afraid. Yeah. They, they, and sometimes it feels to me like some people have actually kind of enjoyed scaring people a little bit. It's like, yeah. oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Let's talk about how bad it was. Let's go back and review what happened to the martyrs and how you know all the gruesome ways <laughs> they died, and this could happen to you too. And um, you know what? I don't think that the best way to prepare for childbirth is to tell the mother all the terrible <laughs> things that are going to happen and yeah. to say, hey, there, it will be hard, yeah. and here's the proper breathing techniques that will help you with that pain. But to focus on that is to miss the joy of that the baby is going to be, be born. born. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Bible tells us that perfect love casts out fear. 
And that's what I want to do. When we talk about last day events, if people walk away afraid after I've talked, then I have done something wrong, because that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches me that perfect love casts out fear, and that includes when it comes to studying last day events. Absolutely. That's that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Serena, for your question. If you have a question or comment for us, 407-965-1607, text or voicemail and podcast at wholelife.church, and that will get you to us as well. And we'd love to hear what you're thinking because these are conversations we all want to have if we're going to do this whole life together. So thank you again, Serena. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Serena. We'll wrap this up with you've been chosen by God and, you know, Ken made an altar call in the coolest way possible than I've ever seen, uh, honestly, was if you just, you know, using the media and the and the, um, the technology that sits in the palm of your hand. And so if you swipe up in today's show notes, you know, if you're looking to if maybe you're choosing Jesus for the first time and you're just starting to know him, you want to know him, you know, things like this when people talk about the end times or just even what we believe or why we love. You see people, why do you love Jesus so much? You want to know. You can text the word Jesus or baptize if you'd like to be baptized or you want to join Whole Life Church or if all those things sound something like you <laughs> that you're interested in, you can text the word all. The The number is 833-596-2722. It's all in today's show notes. And so one of the staff from the church will actually contact you if you text any of those four words, Jesus, baptize, join, or all, to that number. And they'll be in touch with you to see how they can uh, walk with you on this journey to find which one of those apply or if they're all you know, we'll walk you through the process. I thought that was very cool that it gives people, because so many times people don't want to just get up and be in front of everyone, but yet the spirit is moving within them. And I just thought that was a, a unique way for those people to maybe engage and join without, you know, get past the first part first. And uh, then afterwards, when we can celebrate when someone gets baptized or someone joins our church, and then it's like, oh, I'm already part of the family. That's kind of cool. Well, it was interesting. We did a. We actually invited people in church to stand up if they wanted to, and I, I, we did not see very many people standing up. But we had a lot of uh, texts text that came in, and I thought that was a that's awesome, an interesting phenomena that people people were willing to text in, but maybe feel a little bit more yeah. uncomfortable standing up in front of everybody. And yeah. so, what we want to do is. Uh, create the greatest access Says, to Jesus yeah. that we can. And so I was really appreciative of our tech team that made that happen, uh, yeah. Phil and uh, Stanley, Stanley. Yeah. Uh, put a lot of time and effort into making that happen. So I'm really grateful to them. I was in the room when, uh, at least on Stanley's end, while they were working through that process and trying to figure out what would be the best way to do it. And then to actually see the fruits of that come in, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. All right. So, oh, did we did we get any more? We were at one thirteen. We were at one thirteen, right? And, and so what uh, what what I was told was they said, well, you know what? Usually there's maybe maybe another three to three, seven that will yeah. come in, and uh, we we finished off at one hundred and thirty six. So get out yeah. one thirty six. So yeah, so that's awesome. Another twenty three people signed up uh, on Sabbath. Great, great job, guys. Is that, that, awesome? is, that is crushing yeah. it. And it is such a good way and for all the right reasons and for, you know, these children. If you get, I don't know if, you know, some of you haven't gotten your card yet then because that means 27 more people if you haven't gotten your picture yet, right? That comes this week. Yeah, they'll they'll have another choosing party, which oh, is pretty man, cool. I mean, awesome. that's like 23 more kids. That's pretty cool. And so they'll have another choosing party. Uh, down in Guatemala, I believe, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. 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 When you're hearing this, yeah. when it comes out, yeah. And then um, and then I think that you'll 
Uh, I think they'll have the envelopes up at Whole Life Church. So if you show up at Whole Life Church this uh, Sabbath, if you did that this last Sabbath. Now, if you call in right now, uh, World Vision is going to be happy to sign you up, but you're not going to be part of a choosing party necessarily, okay? So, um, but uh, yeah, if you did it, you'll show up at church, and I think they'll have the envelopes there, and you can see who you you received, and you can always go into the app or onto their uh, website and, and... Get all Trust the me, though, as putting well. the, doing the envelope is pretty it's cool, pretty special, isn't and, it? And to hold it in your to hold the picture in your hand is just I don't know. I'm, maybe yeah. I'm old fashioned that way, and I, I mean no, I love no. I love technology as much as the yeah, next person, exactly. but that was pretty cool. It's you very guys cool. are in for a treat. All right, uh, next week we start great question number one. We're going to be looking at First Kings thirteen. The man of God from Samaria lies to the man of God from Judah with lethal consequences. Mm-hmm. So is uh, in preparation is. Is that is that like a we're going to cover the chapter just the story is that a, is it more than that do you know I don't know we're don't definitely going to the the question is basically how can how can a prophet because what happens in the story is is that one prophet lies to another prophet, prophet and it causes the demise of the prophet that was lied to and so I think that if I recall correctly that the question is how can how can God work with somebody who's lying, like that that lying prophet? How could that oh, happen, yeah, yeah. and how is that okay? And so in order to really get at the bottom of that story, I think we have to—we're not only going to have to—we're not only look at that whole chapter, but also look at some things that happened before the chapter and some things that happened after the chapter. But it is a fascinating story. I was— I did not plant this one, but it's actually something I have I've studied a while back, and I've been wanting to preach a sermon. On. So <laughs> That's I, awesome! So I was thrilled. I was like, "Yes!" And you this didn't is, even have to plant. You didn't, didn't, have, to, you didn't have to bear didn't false have witness to line, and, and line, seed the king. Yeah, I didn't even have to line it up. It's, it's <laughs> right there. It awesome. is. Well, all I know is reading through the Bible in a year last year, and First Kings, like the First Kings, like it's a mess in there. And there's a lot of crazy stories where you're yeah. just left with, wow. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think I remember this story because I'm pretty sure when we got there last year as a group reading through the Bible, it was – it was just mayhem in the comments of everyone trying to, you know, add add their add their spin on it or their yeah. what they thought about it, which was very fun. It was very cool. So I'm excited about this. So that is going to be this Saturday. You can, of course, 9:30 a.m. and 12 p.m. Of course, wholelife.church/live or Facebook Live. We're always live there to catch it. So don't miss Speaking of Grace. That is our sister podcast. Comes out usually on every Saturday afternoon, unless there are technical difficulties. And we'll be back next Wednesday to uh, follow up on this First King story. I'm excited already. You should be. Thank it's, you. It's, I'm, I'm excited about it. I've been working on this sermon for. I mean, I've been already. He's been prepping I'm, for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> put, put me in, Coach. I'm it's ready. Like somebody puts the ball right on the tee, and you're like, take a swing, take Yay! a swing. That's awesome. And thank you, Serena. We always appreciate commentary and feedback to know what you're thinking, and so we appreciate that as well. Always four zero seven nine six five one six zero seven by uh, voicemail or text, and podcast at wholelife.church. If by email. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great week.